Hey everyone, welcome back to SheProp Talk. Today we're doing something a little different. This is the first of several episodes that are hosted by other ShePropers. Today's guest host is Pixie Bomber Cosplay, and she chats with ball gown masters Mama Samu and Pink of Y Cosplay about a very important topic that we could all use a little help with. How do you use the bathroom in a ball gown? I hope you enjoy this special episode. And if you are interested in hosting your own, check the show notes to find more information. Thanks for listening, and I hope you are all staying safe and sane during these crazy times. Welcome to Shoe Prop Talk. I'm Renee, known as Pixie Bomber. Today's podcast episode is on potty talk. Let's face it, it is a hassle to undress and redress to use the bathroom at conventions. I have brought on two guests who have skills in using the bathroom in unique ways. You're about to hear a conversation with these two Pacific Northwest cosplayers. We'll begin with a funny story related to the bathroom, so don't fall in. My story was at Emerald City Comic Con where I was wearing a two-piece dress and I hopped out to use the restroom as I was hopping back in. Somebody asked for my photo. Thankfully, it wasn't like near the stalls. It's kind of a waiting room. But of all the weird places to get asked to get a photo when you were a five-foot gown, the bathroom was the place to do it. My first guest is Lori. Hello. Hi, I'm Lori. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram as uh, PinkaY. And uh, my funny bathroom experience is the fact that often when I'm going to conventions, I'm with my uh, six-year-old son, and I was helping him use the bathroom, and I was trying to make sure everything was good and out of the way, and although I had my badge secured to myself, my son's was, like, loose, so I'd moved it to the side to try to keep it out of the way, but once I got him all back in his costume, I dropped his badge in the toilet. Luckily, being plastic, I was able to clean it up, but just to remember to keep those props and badges secure when using the bathroom. And next we have Sam. Hey, I am Sam, known as Mama Samu on the interwebs. Uh, uh, my uh, bathroom, best bathroom story is probably from actually when I wore a ball gown in my day-to-day life. I was working in a warehouse and I wore my full Cinderella ball gown to work uh, for the day. I was able to uh, go to the bathroom and get quite the great looks um, as well as uh, drive an electronic pallet jack in a ball gown and corset, which got some great looks from my coworkers. <laughs> We'll be discussing how we've overcome these challenges and we've been successful in staying fully dressed while going to the bathroom. The first um, topic is that we don't have any personal experience, but the Go Girl female urinal device, or is sometimes called the pee style, is basically your pee standing up with a funnel attached to you and it creates a nice um, aiming so you can just stand and aim straight into the toilet while you go. Jennifer Lawrence used this when she was an X-Men, and Katy Perry has used this as well in her Met Gala dresses and when she's all strapped in for her music videos. Sounds like definitely an interesting device. Like I've never used it, but honestly, I'd, I'd be down to try it. Yeah, I've been uh, interested in myself to give it a try that I know my aunt, who's um, in her 70s, recently took a trip to the Himalayas in the fall and uh, did a lot of hiking and out there not access to a bathroom and she brought either the go girl or the she go and she practiced some before she left but she managed to be able to go outside in a monsoon in the himalayas and so it worked out for her yeah that coupled with like the historically accurate crotchless bloomers like go go (laughs) (laughs) 
sometimes our costumes are a little restrictive in our arm movements or they're too wide for us to reach around and cleanse our bum. And I don't know how many handlers and friends you're that close with where you want them to wipe your bum for you. So there is the comfort wipe or the freedom wand, which attaches toilet paper or a moist towelette to the end where it helps you give you a little bit of extra length on your arm just to reach up and under and make things all clean and fresh. Yeah, definitely very, very few people who would be uh, comfortable doing that for someone. So good tools, good tools. Yeah, it's good, good to know that there's options out there if you need them. Yeah, because there are ways to be able to reach, but it's some people just can't just can't do that with their joints. So no. Now we will transition into wearing gowns, which is most of our experience that has been with using the bathroom. Because sometimes, like myself, I walk into a con wearing a five foot wide ball gown and a corset. And I was like, okay, how are we going to make this happen? Uh, first, I made a uh, Kaylee Shindig dress. After doing all of my research, I learned that the actress herself, Jewel, hated the dress because it was a full one piece with hoops that she had to awkwardly try to use the restroom and it was not fun for her. So I learned from her experience and intentionally made it two pieces. Uh, Sam, haven't you as well made two pieces intentionally? Uh, yes, absolutely. I have my first ever experience with a heavy gown with that that was one piece. It ended up putting so much weight on my shoulders that the weight of the dress it blew out the, uh, the back closure and I had to use the sleeves to tie it on. So two-piece dresses from then on out, um, not only for that, but for, again, uh, going to the bathroom purposes. I have like, my Cinderella dress. I have two options for that one. I'm able to both slip out of it, but I, as well as being able to lift it out of the way, but I'll cover that later. Yeah, two-piece gowns definitely be easier to bathroom in. When I made historical Poison Ivy Antoinette, it was technically a two-piece gown, but once I was in, I was not coming out of that. Mm -mm. And so I used the method that Sam had mentioned where you grab it from the hoops. Sam, can you explain a little bit more detail what that looks like, feels like? Mm -hmm. When wearing a ball gown, you have a whole lot of layers. There's hoops, petticoat, your slip, your over layers. But at the very, again, very bottom is that hoop skirt. Very Sometimes you'll have a, like a slip or like a, like a fluff layer under that, but most of the time it's the hoops are your bottom. So with most hoop skirts, you're able to kind of push them off to one side and lift your hoops in actually the front. So for for just basic, basic go, go and pee, go number one, you can lift your hoops up in the front and actually straddle the toilet. And that is you once you grab your hoops, you know, you have your bottom layer, you know, you're not missing anything and nothing's going to accidentally go into the toilet, which is literally the worst case scenario. This is what we're trying to avoid. So it's once you have your hoop, you know you have your bottom and it's a lot easier to kind of reach under and get to everything. It's it definitely feels like you're kind of reaching around like a large bundle of I don't know how many people would know this bundle of hay. I was a farm girl, but um, just just like reaching around a very large just bundle of sticks or something that you're kind of reaching out of the way and you and you can kind of reach under. I'm, it's hard to explain without how like having people do it like. You're taking a whole bunch of hula hoops and you're gathering them all up around your chest. That's pretty much what you're doing. Got a bunch of hula hoops in your arm and you just reach under them. Do the business. It's done. 
if we do use the description of riding it like a horse, because you are mm -hmm. going to walk straight in onto the toilet and you will have the back of it in front of you. So you're going to be facing the flusher. Mm -hmm. And the key is to make sure you have all those layers up and out of the way and to back up carefully. But the challenge of backing up also involves when you have some train, whether it's a foot and a half or two feet like I had, or a dress that doesn't have hoops, but you have that train. So we'll have Sam start and then Lori talk as well. Um, yeah, so trains, a lot of the time, one of the pluses when you have a hoop with a train, you can actually use that hoop skirt to gather the train into. Um, it acts like, people have mentioned like the bridal buddy that people use for wedding gowns, but this is, your hoop skirt essentially is your bridal buddy. You can gather things into it. As opposed to when you don't have a hoop skirt, there's a lot more layers involved, and Lori has more experience with that. Yeah, so with uh, mine, I didn't have a hoop skirt. The, the, the one that I can relate to is that I did a, the Princess Buttercup wedding gown, and it has a fairly long train, but no sort of like undergarments or anything being medieval-type style. The main thing, not just for bathroom ease, but also just getting around the con, is to be able to bustle it. To already have either snaps, although lots of times with the weight, they won't be secure. So I ended up using um, hooks and eyes to be able to kind of bustle up, pull up the back of the train and different parts on the back of the dress. And you can look this up, that a lot of people do it with wedding gowns and things to be able to have it out of the way and up off the floor for most of your time, unless you're doing pictures. But just having that that much makes it much easier when you go to the bathroom to be able to gather it. And often even gathering it up that you don't... You could do the riding a horse, like the reverse cowgirl or whatever reference you want to use for the bathroom, or just the fact that if you've already got it kind of bustled, so you know it's off the ground, you can still pull it up. And often I just kind of end up with it up over my shoulder when I use the restroom. And that seems to work out. But if I didn't already have it bustled, it'd be much a lot more fabric and stuff to try to handle all on my own. I think there's probably, well, there's plenty of situations where ball gown or gown wears of all types just end up like, nope, we've got a pile of fabric just in our lap, just the entirety of our gown just sitting in our lap. Yeah. yeah. Or it's off to the side and then like you spill over into the stall next to you and you're like, oh, sorry, part of my dress. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, oh, sorry about the ruffles. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of, which you guys already mentioned, is the bridal buddy. Some of our fabrics that we use, some of our materials, if they go inside of a basically a trash bag that you pull up they're gonna have wrinkles they're gonna have creases and I don't know about you but I spend a lot of time ensuring my fabric looks crisp and clean and ironed and like shoving all that in a garbage bag just doesn't feel right to me I yeah, would I'm rather just have it kind of swish around and try to keep the best I can uh, rather than compromising the fabric what are you guys' opinions on that I've actually seen a bridal buddy, an actual one in action, uh, and it, it works okay. But I think having used a hoop skirt, personally, I'd just rather just either either uh, gather it up in my lap or I have a hoop skirt and, and, and be able to, you know, gather it up in that. Because they're never quite big enough for the scale of gowns that we make. Let's be honest. The size of the bridal buddy, it is not big enough. And it's... Yeah. I've never uh, used the bridal buddy or know anybody, but just thinking back to like my own wedding when I got married and I had not, a, it was more like an A-line skirt, but and it still had Krillin, but I happened to not like the feel of the Krillin in my dress. So I had had my mom put a slip in 
And so basically that became my underlayer, much like the hoop skirt, but I was able to use that slip to pull up the dress and have it all out of the way and not need any assistance in the bathroom. Cause that was another funny thing to me. Like it never even occurred to me as a bride when I went to use the bathroom, like getting ready the day of, and they're like, Oh, do you need anybody to go to the bathroom with you? I'm like, uh, no, I got this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I already have enough nerves. There's no reason to have somebody in the bathroom if you were, you know, yeah, yeah. I had in that situation. Layer. Like I said, the slip layer works fantastic without having to get something that's special for it. Yeah. I made a 1950s dress that had a lot of ruffles built in. And it was a one piece. And I'm like, okay, I have to use my same mentality of wearing a short dress that has a lot of movement and flair using the bathroom the same way. So it doesn't matter if your dress is five feet long, floor length, 50s style short. It's these principles apply to each and every one. If you've now, got we, extra ruffle, then you gotta gotta deal with it. Oh, I love big gowns and I cannot lie. So I wear them as much as possible. Moving away from gowns, we're gonna talk about I'm in a bodysuit that goes from my feet to my neck. What do I do? And I know that Lori's has experience with this. So I've done a, a couple of different bodysuits that I've done, like the Playboy Bunny style. And which, you know, you're kind of, you know, even though you don't have like sleeves and stuff, but you're still all like cinched in and maybe have body wear under there and everything. And it's, you know, difficult to do that. And then the same with I've done another superhero that's another bodysuit that doesn't have pants. And with those ones, it's nice if you don't have the pants that what I end up doing is hook and eye closure. And you can also do snaps depending on what kind of uh, hardware you want to use. But you just put it in the crotch when you sew it and add the extra material there to be able to get under there and just lift it out and then you can keep your whole suit on but you just able to pull up and use the bathroom that way it also makes it easier if you're using some kind of tights and stuff that you can get those off as well as opposed to having to get just completely naked with your bodysuit in the bathroom that it's much easier to just be able to you know unhook that crotch part and pull down your pants or your tights or whatever you may be wearing with that outfit and then another one is much like the ball gown is to do the two-piece method if you can, because uh, I've done a bodysuit for my husband, and he was Deadpool, and he's a mashup of Deadpool, so you don't really see that part where it's supposed to be the one piece from the shirt to the pants, so since it wasn't going to be seen, there was no point for him, you know, needing to have the one piece, so we did it as a two-piece, and that made it much easier for him to be able to use the bathroom to be able to pull down the pants and not have to go with a full suit, and once again, I've also done it for my son for his super outfits. And especially being a kid, there's no reason it needs to be one piece. But you, nobody's going to judge a kid what he's wearing or anything for my son. So I've done two piece stuff all the time for him. And it really works out well that usually there's some kind of waist detail in a lot of the superhero outfits. So you just kind of put that on the waist of the top part, whether it's a jacket or a shirt. And then you have and it, it just goes over the top of the edge of the pants and it works out great for them to be able to pull down their pants and everything and not have to worry about getting completely undressed. Having been the uh, completely undressed, awkward sailor scout on uh, in the bathroom many years ago, do not recommend. Put snaps. <laughs> Before we go on to the next topic, is there any items that we haven't covered that you think is important for somebody to know? I think just to think about ahead of time, you know, we've given you tips of different things you can do, but just when you're planning your costume, think of some of these practicality issues, you know, before you get well into your costume and then go, oh, how am I going to do this? That And so other stuff you just discover once you're 
you know, in it that you don't think about it, but it's a lot better if you can try to plan and practice and not be surprised once you're at the convention of, oh, how am I going to be able to do this? Yep, nothing worse than getting into a costly and realizing I can't get out of this until I'm done for the day. Yeah, that's why we're trying to give everyone uh, tips and stuff, especially because you don't want to have to be in that situation where... (laughs) Yeah, and and often people are very nice in the restroom. The other fellow cosplay ladies, often you can ask for assistance if you need something zipped up the back or something else. But if at all possible, it's best to just be able to be self-sufficient if you can. I think one thing I can mention is there are some times where you absolutely cannot be self-sufficient. One of my most recent builds is large enough and, you know, extensive enough that, yeah, I have to have a handler. So in that case, know and plan. Like, if you know for a fact you're going to need someone's help, plan ahead of time and find someone you are fam- you are comfortable with. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to have friends that are very close and I've had multiple bathroom buddies. Sometimes it has to happen. And even if you don't need it, it makes things easier. The The Winter Soldier cosplayers have no use of one of their hands Mm -hmm. because their hands are completely armored up and so suddenly you you're in there with only one hand and you can't completely function with the other hand and so sometimes asking for assistance or going together as a pair is very helpful Mm -hmm. and then when you wait in the long lines which do happen you at least have somebody to talk to i found with my larger gowns that the gender neutral bathrooms tend to not have as long of a line. It's a little bit more of like a trek, but if you happen to be in the vicinity of one, I've been able to drop my dress in the middle of that restroom, go walk into the stall and walk back without an issue. But there are restrooms at cons that um, do provide a little more space in the bathroom. So if you know that facility ahead of time, just planning to navigate yourself around, for example, Emerald City Comic Con, the fourth floor and the sixth floor, have a little bit larger bathroom compared to some of the others. Like Rose City Comic Con, uh, that convention center, there's the lower floor bathrooms have like a little waiting area you can generally drop a dress in. And so it's so helpful. And, and uh, you know, like I was saying about, you know, getting assistance in the bathroom, but also if you don't necessarily have a bathroom buddy to go with you, but maybe you're with your spouse, like I'm often with my husband, or if you're with another friend, but they're wanting to do something else, just being able to hand them your props or some of this stuff so you don't have to deal with as much in the bathroom is really nice. Like if you can just be like, hey, here's my bag and here's my prop and stuff, I'll be back. And so then you're just dealing with your dress is really helpful as well. The last item I want to bring up is because of our choice to wear a large dress or a choice for us to be oversized, we don't necessarily fit in a standard stall, which pushes us into the stalls that are designated for those with disabilities. And I think it's vitally important that before that stall becomes available, checking the line behind you to see if somebody who has a disability needs it because of the space and the supports that are in that stall, whereas we need the size of it for our purposes. I don't want myself to go in front of somebody else who has the need, whereas I don't have a need. I have a choice that I've made. And if I have to wait an extra two minutes for somebody else, I think that's really important to have. Exactly. It's also a reason why it's important to be able to have your ball gown bathroom routine down fairly quickly so that we can use those large stalls without monopolizing having it down to a science essentially is very important having a plan before you get to con and before you're in that situation is really important 
fellow uh, mothers and stuff out there probably got it down because it, often if I have the choice to a larger salt and I'm with my son, whether or not I'm in a large costume or not, but just it's a lot easier when I have two people to be able to use that. And we usually kind of know the routine and get that down so that we're in and out of people's way pretty quickly. As we close out, how can people find you if they have any further questions? This is Lori, and you can find me on Instagram as uh, Pink of Y, and you can also find me on Facebook as Pink of Y Cosplay, and that you message me there or follow me there if you have any other questions about cosplay or other stuff. This is Sam, and you can find me as Mama Samu, M-O-M-M-A-S-A-M-M-U, on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, where I stream my uh, making. You can ask me when I'm live streaming, or you can feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. Happy to answer questions. And I am Renee. I am on Instagram at pixie underscore bomber. You can message me there. Also on Facebook, I am pixie bomber cosplay. In SheProp members, you can find each one of us in the SheProp groups. You can ask a question and we will happily do more potty talk for you. Thank you for listening.